Hey, my name's Danny Price. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to a quick one, two, three inning. If you're new here, I created this podcast specifically for those of you who might find yourself on the way to a sporting event, rather on your way to church this Sunday. Though this podcast doesn't take the place of church, I wanted to put something encouraging in your ears, something that could infiltrate your heart and point you towards Christ, because we can find Him even in the car on the way to your game. So for out number one, let's look at this story that might not be a current event, but it's an interview that has stuck with me for a long time now. Back in 2018, Serena Williams was competing at Wimbledon, where she made it all the way to the finals, but lost to Angelique Kerber in straight sets. Before the tournament took place, she had her press conference. And a reporter, before asking his question, mentioned to Serena, how another player said, quote, It must be difficult being Serena Williams because everyone ups their game every single time they play her. He then asked, What do you think about that? You have to deal with that every single time going on court, knowing you're number one, the one to beat. Have you just gotten used to that? If you want to listen to the interview, I'll put it in the show notes. But Serena goes on to say, quote, Every single match I play, they bring a game I haven't seen before. When I watch them play or scout them, it's a totally different game than what they bring when they play me. Here's what I really want you to catch though. She goes on to say, quote, that's what makes me great. I always play everyone at their greatest, so I have to be greater, end quote. She credits her greatness to the greatness with which others play her and says that Her level with which she plays is so much higher because of her opponents. Quote, I had to raise my level to unknown because they are playing me at a level that is unknown. Let that interview take us to out number two. This interview made me think of multiple different scriptures. But how do those fit in in the context of competition? The first scripture I think of is one that hangs up in the Baylor softball bullpen which they call the forge. That scripture is Proverbs 27:17, which reads, Iron sharpens iron, just as one person sharpens another. Think about how iron is sharpened against other iron, and therefore both pieces become sharpened. And I think that's to Serena's point, that the greatness of one pulls out the greatness of another. But here's another scripture, Hebrews 10:24. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. The author of Hebrews is encouraging believers to exhort one another or encourage one another and worship together. Can we do that in sports, especially with an opponent? What about 1 John chapter 4, verse 7? Beloved, Let us love one another, because love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And finally, when Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. 
as believers, it's so clear throughout scripture that we are called to love. But how do we do that in the context of sports? It's easy when we talk about our team. We could talk about loving our teammates. But how do we do that with our opponents? Can we? Let's go to out number three. I want you to think about a game of tug of war. Two teams, one on each side of the rope, and they're trying to pull the opposing team across the line in the middle. Once someone says go, both teams pull as hard as they can until one team begins to pull the other team across that line. But often enough, before that team is pulled across the line, they find strength to pull back harder. Where was that from the beginning? Maybe they couldn't find it until met with the strength or greatness of the other team. Tug of war ends up being this back and forth until finally a team pulls out the strength and endurance to win. I can't help but think that that's what Serena Williams meant when she said that the greatness of others brought out greatness in her that she had to raise her level of play. Too many people, I think, are scared to talk about love in the context of sports because they fear it's making them soft. To love an opponent in competition doesn't mean you take pity on them and then let up or let them win, no. And it also doesn't mean that you hope that a competitor will fail in order that you can succeed, no. It means that you give your greatest effort, and hopefully that brings out your opponent's best effort. And whether you win or lose, you either know that you made your competitor better, or you walk away learning how you can be better for the next competition that you have. You never know. Maybe your opponent's best effort will bring you to an even greater unknown effort, like Serena Williams alluded to. Spur one another on. Love one another. Our effort is motivated by our love for the Lord and our worship of Him, especially if we're Christian athletes. That worship should produce our greatest effort. And then hopefully that spurs on our competitor to give their best effort unto the Lord as well. Now let's stop and think through what it feels like when iron does sharpen iron. It can't be comfortable, right? Or what would it look like when our greatest effort is matched with an equal effort or better effort? Uncomfortable, right? Because a lot of times that looks like failure or a mistake or a loss. And we're faced with the choice of either saying, I'm not good enough in sulking or is there more in my tank that I can give? Is there a better effort that I can give? Think through tug of war. When you're on the opposing side and someone yells go and all of a sudden you're being pulled across what could be the finish line, you have a choice to say, can I put on the brakes and pull against the opponent harder than I'm already doing? I think that's the beauty about being an athlete is we're constantly growing we're constantly getting better, and like Serena said, we're constantly raising our level to an unknown. So here's my encouragement for today, or this week. 
Use your talent to worship unto the Lord, giving your greatest effort. Colossians 3.23 tells us, Whatever you do, work with all of your heart as for the Lord and not for man. Let God's love spur you on. And then, like we're commanded, love others and spur them on, even in competition. I hope this week's message was encouraging to you. As we close, I'd love to pray for you. Lord, I just want to lift up those that are listening. I pray that they would use their talents and the gifts that you've given them to glorify you and to worship you. I pray that they would view their competitors as those that were called to love, commanded to love. And I pray that their greatness would bring out the greatness of those that they compete against. Lord, would you allow competition to be a place where iron will sharpen iron. And Lord, I pray this week, in whatever we're doing, that we would use it to worship you, to glorify you, to love you. We're so thankful for who you are and what you give to us. And Lord, we just thank you for your son and what he's done on the cross for us. In your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for being here for another quick one, two, three inning. I'm Danny Price. That's three up, three down, and I'm out.